Yo, what's up, everyone? This is Gary A. Swaby, and we're now doing a, a, a non-spoiler review of The Punisher, which is going to be released on Netflix tomorrow. Um, I'm here with Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How you doing, Rich? Uh, what's up, Gary? Uh, what's up, listeners and viewers? Yep, and also here with Mr. Jake James Luger. How you doing, JJ? I'm doing good, Rich. Uh, e eager to talk about this. Yeah, me too, man. And we're also here with Miss Dana Abercrombie. How's it going, Dana? Hey, guys. Cool. Yeah, so The Punisher, um, lots to say about it, especially, you know, when we get to the part where we're going to compare it to the other shows that have come before it as well. But, you know, just to start off with and just to get in the general flow of this discussion and everything, um, what did you guys think of the casting, first of all? Now, I, I know we've seen, you know, um, the guy who plays Frank Castle, we've seen him in Daredevil before previously. So, you know, we've gotten the gist of his acting. And as Rich said in his article that he posted on the site, you know, a couple of days ago, um, the guy has also been in in uh, The Walking Dead. He was in Wolf for Wall Street. So, you know, we're familiar with his acting and he played those roles really well. But um, is he a really good Frank Castle? Rich, since you wrote the article, let us know your thoughts on uh, the actor. So, yeah, uh, I pretty much would say, yeah, he is. Um, he has starred in a lot of films, a lot of TV shows where he's playing a uh, tortured soul, I guess you could say. It's a character that always has conflict. Um, it's a character that you gener generally... You feel sorry that he has to endure so much, but you definitely root for him. And in The Walking Dead, you know, he was a character that, you know, he was the best friend to Rick Grimes. But, of course, that, that went south real quick when he thought that Rick died. He messed around with his wife, and and they eventually became bitter enemies. So you feel sorry for the character because he is a good a good person, but being stuck in that environment um, definitely changes people. So I do commend AMC for doing a good job on that show. So when it came time for, to cast him as Punisher, I thought he did an excellent job. Um, yeah, again, he's still dealing with the stuff with his family who was deceased. But, you know, it's because of that that he really has issues trying to have relationships with others. Um, because it's all about uh, what he doesn't want anything to happen to them. So he really tries to pull himself off from them. So I thought he did a great job. And at, in terms of everybody else on the show, um, yeah, I thought the whole cast was, was fantastic. Um, I don't really have any complaints about the casting. Cool. How did you feel about the casting, Dana? Well, again, as Richard said, I thought John was wonderful. He did an he was an excellent choice. He is known very consistently consistently for playing these tortured soul characters. So he was able to basically translate all of the emotions that Frank Castle was going through into each and every scene. And he has the ability to act without even saying anything, which I think is wonderful. And the other cast members were great as well. Everything seemed to work like a well-oiled machine. They fed off of each other. So casting-wise, I was very pleased. Yeah, like, I mean... Just seeing, you know, John Bernthal's other work and, you know, specifically like The Walking Dead and Wolf of Wall Street, like he's, you know, his physique is like, he, like, I, I wouldn't think of him 
as you know the first guy to play Frank Castle physique wise, but his acting is you know it is the 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 roles that he's been able to to play so far. Um, they definitely credit themselves to you know being able to play Frank Castle. So you know I think it's his it's <clears throat> sorry it's his actual his actual talent for for acting is what really brings out the role for him. Um, even though, you know, he's not the first person who would come to mind to play Frank Castle, he really did do a good job of, you know, commanding the role and making it his. Um, so I think he did great. Uh, JJ, what's your thoughts on the casting? Uh, I thought that the the actor that played Frank Castle was really good. I loved him back in Daredevil. I think that myself and a lot of us here and other people that saw him on there really kind of really gravitated and attached ourselves to him uh, pretty well on there because he did a very good job. And he continues it here in this series, which is great because, again, he's the uh, focal point of this series. Now, all the casting, I'm not going to lie, uh, there were some casting choices and at least, you know, some characters that I didn't gravitate or at least resonate as much with uh, throughout the episodes that we saw. Uh, but that doesn't really kind of like knock the acting ability of the actors or the actresses like that. There were just some characters that I just felt like, you know, I, as much as I tried to love them or as much as the show wanted me to try to love them, you know, with everything going on, it just didn't click with me. I wanted to see more or go back to moments with Frank Castle, at least, you know, uh, see what was going on with him or some of the other characters that he was interacting with and some of the other more interesting secondary characters that maybe didn't get as much screen time as I thought. Yeah, so another question I have for you guys, like there is a lot of supporting characters in there. Do you guys think that's the supporting characters shine as much as Frank Castle himself in this series? Honestly, no. I mean, here, here's the thing. Some do. I, I shouldn't say not all of them do. There are some that get a lot of shine that I feel like it doesn't really click as much with me. So I'm curious, and again, I don't want to get too much into it because of spoilers, but there's other characters that appeared in other shows that we see that have some sort of, you know, connection to Frank that I felt like could have been given a little bit more. At least they were there and it's like they made an appearance, but they could have at least gone a little bit further than what we actually saw, at least what they gave to us. Now, some of the other ones that we kind of come across, you know, as you watch each episode, I think they get a little bit better over time especially as you start to see more things start to unfold. At least we get more closer to what's going on in the overarching story of the Punisher. But overall, I still think that the central focus point is Frank and everything that's going on with Frank is really kind of like, you know, ground zero for all the other types of things that we see with the other secondary characters, which is how it should be. Remember, it's Frank Castle's show. It's the Punisher. It's not, fo it's not really supposed to be all uh, the other characters' shows. I don't think any of the secondary characters steal the show, however. Uh, compared to like some other Marvel Netflix series that have happened here and there that some characters get a little bit much more, you know, they do a little bit of a better job and everybody connects with them a little bit more than the title character. But I don't really get that here at all. Okay. That's interesting. Um, Rich, how did you feel about the supporting characters? Uh, if there's only one other character that I think does get a little bit of, of a shine, it is micro. Uh, we do learn some more about that character, but but yeah, I mean, pretty much I agree with a lot of what Mr. Hugo said. Um, it, it definitely is Frank Castle's show, and that's that is important to say that it's supposed to be about him. Some of the other characters, you know, we don't really get a lot of glimpse of them, but I will say that you know, again, we've only seen the first six episodes. I don't know if we'll get to learn more about those characters in the next seven episodes. I, I would assume that some of we will. But um, overall, uh, 
I mean, it does. I mean, again, the, the main point of the show was to emphasize, you know, the Punisher, the character, and all of the stuff that he has to deal with, you know, because again, all of the thought was he was still dealing with stuff with his family, which he is, but now he has all this this other controversy that he has to deal with and get to the bottom of also. So I think that they did a good job as far as him. Some of the other characters maybe need a little bit more development, but again, that could change uh, by the time we've seen the whole season. So, but so far, so good. Yeah, um, I, I think Micro was a great supporting character. And um, in terms of, because there's two agents in here as well, um, and you know, there's uh, Dina and Sam, and uh, like I think Dina was shaping up to be, you know, a really good, strong character. But then there was a couple very questionable scenes from that character that made me think, okay, where are they really going with her? I suppose we'll have to see the full series before you know we can get a full like judgment of the character, I guess. But yeah, um, she was shaping up to be a really good character for me, but then, you know, there were just a few little questionable things. I, I do have one thing I want to say. I don't want to be controversial. Um, but that character uh, that you just mentioned, I feel as though I guess they needed to have like a some type of attractive character to look at. Because well, on, on every show, this is the same thing. We've seen it on Power. Um, and I think that a lot of people, when they see this character, that's a lot of guys just going to think, yeah, she's pretty hot. They probably won't even care about anything that has that she's going through. But I agree. Um, I don't know what they want with the character, but obviously that they got to have some attractive people on the show. So I guess that's why she was casted as well as a lot of the other people. Um, but yes, I, I don't want to start any controversy. This is just my opinion. So that's, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so, yeah, before we move on to uh, the next question I had, um, Dana, what's your thoughts on the supporting cast and characters? Well, the supporting cast and characters, I think they all did their dear job, you know, that was given. My favorite will always be um, Daniel Weber, who played Lewis Walcott. I think his storyline was very grounded and very honest and truthful as someone who has a family member who is in the military and suffered from PTSD. I loved every single thing about his character. And I was interested, not necessarily more than knowing about the Punisher, but I was just equally as interested in learning about his character. I found um, Dinah, Dina to be, I don't know, very annoying to me. She was just bothersome and annoying, and she was like that pesk that just wouldn't go away, which is, you know, the purpose of her role. But after a while, she just started to get on my on my last nerve. Um, I think that she did well with the role that was given to her. Um, I've seen her in other things before. Well, she's not exactly, you know, an actress who stands out, you know, in her acting, but I think she did decent. And Micro, what I love so much about Micro was that they took the character and they actually gave him this personality and things to do. Because if you look at the comics, he's more just basically like tech support. So the fact that they had him in there doing things, um, I loved it. And he's always seemed to have like, I don't know what's really going on with him, whether or not I can trust him. So I think that, you know, it always kept, you know, in the back of the mind, the wheels always spinning of, 
what's really going on with him. So I loved everything that they did with the supporting characters. And also the guy who played um, Diana's, um, what's um, the partner, he was, I think, equally, he started out as being like lazy, but then he had like character growth and development. And I kind of took a liking to him as well. Yeah, I want to add on to that because I feel the same way as Dana about Dinah because I felt a little bit where, it, it, like in a couple of the other older Netflix series from Marvel, there's like that one character or one thing that they really want you to gravitate towards. And that's how I felt about Dinah where there was a lot of moments with her that they 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 tried, they almost really gas her up. They really try to, you know, make it where she's going through this overarching, uh, overarching storyline throughout the season about some stuff that we can't really get into now. And I just don't... Uh, I just, you know, I try, again, I tried to like it. And I really tried to give it, you know, give it a chance. And every time I felt like it was forced. Now, that here's the thing. I mean, it could kind of get a little bit better towards the later half or later section of the season, you know, based on what we saw. But as it stands right now, I, I felt a little bit both similar to both Dana and what Gary said that, you know, there were just certain moments that just like, okay, it's like, this is not doing it for me. Like, this is just not working. Or my perfect example, there was one scene without getting into too much context of it that was kind of, it felt like it was kind of like inserted in there in between, uh, what is it, a whole sequence or a section of like certain events going on that if you would have removed it out and pasted the two scenes on the outside of it together, you would have never lost anything. Like it just felt unneeded. And there was a there was a couple moments like that, but that was the one that really stood out to me. And I was like, okay, this one character I, I'm really trying here and it's just not working. Yeah, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. But yeah, uh, that's the conversation for later. So yeah, um uh, another question I wanted to ask you guys. So, you know, I'm not sure on um, you know, how deep your knowledge of you know, the Punisher and Frank Castle goes and, you know, if you read all the comics or seen all of the, the other movies or, you know, other source material that's out there. But, you know, I wanted to ask you guys, do you feel that um, Frank was true to his character throughout this show? Um, now, you know, I'll go first. So I, I feel like he was true to his character. Um, I think he was truer to his character in Daredevil season two. But here's the thing. This is a season you know it has to be i don't know how many episodes it is actually like whether it's going to be 10 uh 12 13 i'm not quite sure on that but um this is a whole season so there has to be some level of pacing so you know he can't be you know crazy um you know murder spree frank castle all the time you know so uh, they I, I understand that they had to kind of pace things out and have a bit of you know slow moments where He's, you know, he's getting help from Micro to, you know, figure things out and he's doing a bit of investigative work and, you know, things of that nature, um, you know, looking after Micro's family and stuff like that, you know. So there are those slower moments that um, I don't, you know, I, I've never really seen when reading The Punisher, you know, because he's just always on offense. He's always on attack mode, you know, he's always brute force kind of. But um yeah, in this season, we kind of get to see another side of Frank Castle, I guess. And it's not bad, you know, it's not a bad thing at all. It's just something, it's a side I'm not used to seeing of the character. But that's not a bad thing. Uh, but what what are you, you guys' thoughts on, you know, Frank Castle in the series? And is he true to, you know, the source material? Um, I'll go to you first, Dana. Well, I'm not entirely knowledgeable on the the comic, so 
Uh, I, from what I did look at and, and glance over, I think that he is very much true to, to the comic and the original source material. Um, he's very, the thing that I love most about his story and how it's portrayed is that it's very much grounded in realism. You know, there aren't, you know, superheroes that's going to come in and save the day. This is a story that is relatable for everyone. You know, these are people who are humans with human emotions and these are human storylines. And from that aspect, it is very much true to the source material. So I think they did a good job on that. Cool. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. What do you think, Rich? So I haven't really kept up on any of the more recent comics. So um, I wouldn't really know to say much on as far as how he's presented in regards to the comics. I know I've seen a lot of the other movies that they have been out there for the Punisher. Um, and while I thought the Thomas James Punisher was okay, I, I mean, to me, again, as I said in that article, I think that, you know, John's particular portrayal of the character is, it, it just works. You know, again, because he has a history of playing these types of characters. I understand, and I agree with what you said, Gary. They definitely had to change the character up a little bit because of the fact that he was in the spinoff. Uh, he has his own spinoff, and he was in Daredevil. Uh, that made sense because in the, the Daredevil, he was also seen as somewhat of a, of a villain towards Daredevil, and that obviously changed over time. So I think they definitely had to change it up this time around. Um, I still do think, though, well, so far... I mean, he's true to the character, in my opinion. We definitely will have to see what happens in the next couple episodes uh, because there's a lot of things that are still uh, in development. But I would say, for the most part, I think he is true to the character. Cool, yeah, definitely understood. Um, there's more I want to say, but, you know, I just can't. But, yeah, um, I'll wait till the, the spoiler episode. But, uh, JJ, what's your thoughts now, now, I've kept up with a decent amount of Punisher stuff from Marvel Comics. Again, Punisher has a lot of stuff and a lot of cameos and other like characters as comics here and there, you know, because again, he's doing his vigilanteism all over the place. Now, as far as the Netflix show, they did take some liberties with uh, not only just the origin of the character, but also with a lot of his other supporting cast, a lot of other things that are kind of building up throughout the season. Now, I can't really get into specifics because of spoilers, and we'll probably dive deep into that when we finally do our spoiler episode, but the, the kind of like the growth and the change of certain characters that ended up becoming antagonists at some point has kind of been changed or at least taking a lot of liberties where it makes sense for a, a presentation of the character's story kind of like this for a Netflix series. At the same time, one of the things that you don't really get too much in the comics, at least from the ones that I've read from like 90s all the way up to early 2000s stuff, minus the new Marvel stuff that they probably got going on now because I'm not really sure what they're doing with the character at this moment, but there's a lot of focus on the military as far as you know patriotism and things of the sort in the Netflix series, which I think works as far as like the grand context of stuff with the creative liberties that they took. And it wasn't, that was one of the aspects where I felt like it wasn't really forced down people's throats. I mean, it was done just enough and addressed just, just enough. And I feel like a lot of the topics that they touched on are more relevant now today, you know, with everything else that's been going on in the news and such that they kind of make sense 
here and there. Do they get in the way of like what the character is at its at its core, as far as like Frank Castle, the Punisher? No. If anything, I think it kind of works with it, and you know the what is it the actor's performance with it. I just feel like again, it just works together with everything going on. You never really he never really becomes a dude, bro. Like with, with a lot of stories like this, when you get into stuff about the military, you just get into stuff about veterans and you get into stuff about patriotism. That's what usually is like the traps that you see with a lot of movies and television that they almost end up falling into that trap. They become like the call, they get like Call of Duty syndrome and it becomes almost a parody of itself. But with this one, I didn't really find it like that. I felt, I felt like they did everything tastefully while still keeping true to what the character is, a vigilante at heart. So to me, I thought that at least that was good. But there are some liberties here and there that they took. Cool. Yeah, I definitely agree with uh, the whole, you know, the way they introduce the, the the military slant on things. And with that, I want to go to Dana because, you know, Dana, I know you've uh, been very vocal about, um, you know, you've had a family member that suffered from PTSD, you know, when, when uh, you know, serving in the military and stuff like that. Um, so what are your thoughts on how that side of things was portrayed in the series? Oh, I thought it was very realistic i don't really see it like taking sides on getting yes it's the political to me overall the the show is a political thriller but it's not when they portrayed the show the the soldiers they didn't do it where you're like you know taking sides one way or the other way they did it in a very most honest way some people come back with ptsd they cannot for the most part get out of it you know, it's really easy to say snap out of it. And we really see through the character um, of Wilcock that it's not that simple and how there are certain things that he just cannot relate to anymore when he's back in civilian life and how he tries his best to, you know, become a civilian again. But everything that he tries to do, he feels is just not good enough. And even if someone was to say, oh, you know, I want to help you. And they, they, there's a scene that I really can't talk about where he kind of goes back in his mind about being back in the war and how he literally has to sleep a certain way of how he did back when he was in Afghanistan or where I think it's Afghanistan that takes place. I'm not sure. But anyway, it shows that, you know, mentally he's still stuck there and as someone who witnessed this firsthand with my family member, it's very much true. And there's a character that, that really tries to talk to him and doesn't seem like he can reach him. And that is, you know, you need to, it's intense therapy and he, they try to provide that for the character, but he, he keeps losing it. And through him and also through John's uh, portrayal, you see him always stuck back at that mission that he was in that we can't really talk about, but we see him and the consequences that it has on him and his life, even just mentally, and how he always carries this burden with him. And it's in these the body movements and like you see it through his eyes while he's looking at you, but you can see that he's not fully there. He's still back at that mission. And I think that it is a beautiful conversation starter to say this is what, you know, soldiers go through not all of them because we see one character where he's able to you know get out of that hole for per se and he's able to live you know a life of normalcy and to go back into society and he's able to function 
So it's not, you know, not everyone is going to suffer the same fate mentally, but it does happen. And the show does a great job acknowledging that. And I think it's a great conversation starter, you know, for people who want to know more about PTSD and for people who do suffer from PTSD, who want help, but don't know how to relate to other people when it comes to asking for that help. So with that aspect, I think that it was just beautiful of how it was portrayed. Indeed, couldn't agree more. Very well done. Um, so yeah, I mean, moving on from that, how did you guys find the pacing of the show? Now, I did. Uh, now, I, I understand these are series, like that. You know, there it's it's a bunch of episodes, so they do have to space things out a lot. I will say that you know, while I found it slow, you know, sort of slow, it wasn't. It wasn't painfully slow like some of the other shows, you know, like Iron Fist, for example. It definitely wasn't painfully slow, and I feel like a lot of the um, the slow, slower scenes and the slower moments still meant something to the story. So I can't complain, you know, even though the pacing was a little slow, but it, it was it meant something. Every scene kind of, you know, did mean something. So it's not bad in any way. But what did you guys think of how the show was paced? Uh, go ahead, JJ. JJ. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I'm kind of like with you on that one. I, I think that at the very beginning, I thought it was going to be a little bit slow, kind of like how Iron Fist was, but it ends up picking up a lot more faster pace as you go along with each other. So, like, there's actually things happening, you know, you know, somewhat here and there. Uh, now, don't get me wrong, like, like I mentioned earlier, there were some moments and some events where I felt like they were kind of unneeded, that they just didn't need to be there because it distracted from whatever else was going on, where you could focus on something different or at least the next scene after that, it would have been much better. But as a, as a total show, or at least, you know, from what we've seen thus far, I think it's, it works out pretty good. I'm interested and curious to see if they got to pick up the pace towards the end, or at least if the momentum reaches an apex at some point. Kind of like what Daredevil usually does. I feel like Daredevil, out of all the uh, Marvel Netflix shows, is usually the one that's the better paced, even though all the different shows do their own little things here, here and there are pretty good. But as far as like pacing, Daredevil is usually like the gold standard at this point. And this one is kind of just below that, but it's still pretty good from what I've seen. Okay, cool. Just to let you know, your mic was uh, crackling a little bit. Not sure if that was uh, due to connection or, uh, you know, mic problem or something. But yeah, just letting you know. But yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, so Rich, how about, what's your thoughts on the pacing? Well, uh, you know, based on what I saw in the initial first six episodes, um, I think it's, I mean... I guess you could say it does have some issues here and there. There's a lot of flashbacks, um, a lot of repeated flashbacks, you know, in, in particular when Frank does think about what happened to his family. They, they really use a lot of that stuff over and over again, recycling it for the purposes to emphasize that the character is, is still very much dealing with these issues, which is fine. Um, uh, again, though, I mean, I, you know, the pacing may not be perfect, but again, it is. 20 times better than a lot of the pacing that we saw in the Defenders, as well as um, Iron Fist. Um, so I don't really think I had an issue with that, per se, but um, that's that's just my opinion. 
Cool. Um, unfortunately, Dana's gone missing. So, um, yeah. Uh, she's going to... Oh, here she is. Oh, there she is. Dana, Sorry. are you here? Yep, I'm here. Sorry. Okay, cool. Yeah, so the question was, um, how was the pacing of the show? So what's your thoughts on the pacing? Oh, the pacing, it was fun. It was definitely not Iron Fist. Oh, God, Jesus, no. Um, it was one of those slow, you know, it was a slow burner. But when I say slow burner, I don't mean boring. I mean, everything was built on tension. You know, it started right away with it being a very intense scene with a very bloody shootout, that I can say. So it just builds and builds and builds and builds upon the, the um, suspense. But it is not boring. It wasn't slow. Nothing dragged. Everyone, I felt, you know, they was there for a purpose and a meaning and it built the story forward. Was it perfect? Absolutely not. But for me, sitting down and watching it, I enjoyed it. I didn't have any problems. I wasn't like passing out and going to sleep because I was just bored to tears. So the pacing was, it worked for the story. Frank Castle as is depicted as not a man who's like, you know, fast moving, big action type of guy. He is, you know, very methodical. There's a lot of things and strategies that goes into it, a lot of thinking. This is a thinking movie. I mean, TV show. So you're not going to get, you know, everything being, you know, all over the place and wild and crazy. It's not like a Thor type situation. So I think that it worked well. I, I loved it. It fit all of the characters. And they finally, you know, found a pace that worked. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. So, yeah. Um... I guess the final question I had, uh, well, I do have one more after this, but um, yeah, so I was going to ask, how does this show compare to the other Marvel shows that we've seen on Netflix? Um, so I know for me, you know, I, I definitely put those first two Daredevils up there. And um, I also really like Jessica Jones as well, but I think I would put Punisher above Jessica Jones. So for me, it would be, you know, Daredevil 1, Daredevil Actually, no. Um, Daredevil two, Daredevil one, and Punisher for me personally. Um, but yeah, how how would you guys compare it to you know other shows in terms of you know quality, how you would rank it, you know, you know, however you would compare it. Um, so I'll go to uh, you first, Rich. Well, first and foremost, uh, if anyone was to ask me, so. Um, what do you think of Defenders and Iron Fist that both came out this year? I would say this show is not even in the same league with those other shows. Uh, definitely the best show, I would say, the best Netflix Marvel show this year, in my opinion. Um, but in terms of compared to the other ones, I don't know. You see, um, I think Daredevil is always at the top of the list, the one season one and two. Because, I mean, that was the show that started it, that started it all for a lot of people. Uh, Jessica Jones, I think, is, is, is good, too. Luke Cage is, is good. But to me, I, I think The Punisher definitely belongs right up there. You know, just like you said, right alongside Daredevil. It has to be up there because of the realism and the fact that they do not shy away from keeping it very brutal, very violent when they need to be violent. And then to me, I think that is one of the best things about the show. Because I know I've seen a lot of shows on TV, you know, other from whether it's uh, Marvel or DC, where, again, it's kept, a lot of stuff was pulled back and kept uh, from being less violent because it is on TV. 
this show, it, it really, you know, it is no rating, so they can get as graphic as they need to get, and I appreciate that. Um, so, because of the realistic nature of it, the fact that uh, a lot of things do happen, and, and again, you know, there is some one particular thing, I cannot talk about it now, I have to talk about it on the spoiler show, just to know that the character is vulnerable. Um, you get a sense of that also in Daredevil, which is why I think both that show and this show belong at the very top of the list. Uh, the other characters, you know, like Luke Cage, yeah, I guess you could say he's vulnerable, but again, this is a character that, you know, he can, he can get shot multiple times and he'll be fine. Uh, but if Punisher gets shot uh, or Daredevil gets shot, then they're going to be more, they could be mortally wounded. So I think uh, definitely, absolutely has to be up there at the top, right alongside Daredevil, in, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, very much agree with that sentiment. Um, how about you, JJ? What's your thoughts? How would you compare it? Uh, your mic's muted at the moment. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Can can you repeat that? Because because my headset blew out for a second. Okay, yeah. Um, so basically, how would you compare it to, you know, the other Marvel shows, whether it's, you know, ranking them or just in terms of quality, how you think it compares with the other shows? I think this one hits right at the midpoint from what we've seen thus far. Uh, I don't think it's as good as Daredevil, and I don't think it's as good as Jessica Jones or even Luke Cage to an extent. Because, I mean, you could probably switch those two around between Punisher and Luke Cage, because at least Luke Cage didn't really have a good finish, but it had a really strong beginning for me. Uh, with this one, uh, again, I, I think it's a good show for what it is so far, and I'm curious to see what else they do and how else they're going to connect it to the other Marvel series at some point. But uh, I don't think it's as bad or, or bad whatsoever compared to what a lot of people felt with Iron Fist, and I don't think it's hit that pedigree yet with Daredevil and Jessica Jones at this point. But it's still good. I would thus far, like having seen everything that we've seen so far, would I be going for a second season if they were going to do it? I'd be probably totally down. But, but again, we have to see a little bit more uh, how it connects to the other series, or at least, you know, that Netflix section of the MCU and see how what else goes down, see how, how strong they finish off with the series. Cool, yeah. Um, just to add on to that as well, I, I definitely would love a second season. But I also feel like, you know, while it's cool to have, you know, uh, Punisher crossover with the other characters every now and then, I feel like he can carry his own show and he doesn't even you know, need to be a part of the defenders to really shine. You know, he can just keep doing his own thing and focus on, you know, street level crime and stuff like that. And it would be, you know, highly entertaining for me. It would satisfy me. Um, but yeah, having the crossover every now and then is fine, but I feel like he doesn't depend on the other characters either. And he really stands on his own. So that's a good thing. Um, but Dana, what's your thoughts on Punisher and how it compares to the other shows? Well, um, as someone who just sat through all of Inhumans, <laughs> the Punisher was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. But um, comparing to the other um, Marvel Netflix shows, oh, it's really hard to rank them because you see they, they, they're important on different levels. But if I was to say, I would... Mm, it's hard. Um, Jessica Joe, oh, see, this is hard because can we just do ties? 
because Jessica Jones season one, Daredevil season two, and Marvel, uh, The Punisher would just get first top, the top spot. So, yeah, they're number one in my book. And then the other ones follow. I can't choose between those three. Okay, that's fair enough. It's your list, you know. Uh, that's respectable right there. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, can't outdo the Purple Man. I mean, David Tennant, his performance. I can't do that. Hurts my soul. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess we all kind of, you know, mutually agree that Punisher is definitely one of the better shows, you know, because there have been a couple that have been a bit questionable, but, you know, Punisher is definitely one of the good ones for sure. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the last thing I really wanted to ask you guys was basically just, you know, your overall verdict so far based on what we've seen, you know, of The Punisher, you know. Um, yeah, so just a summary, basically, of your thoughts. So, Dana, we'll stick with you. What's your um, verdict so far? So far, I love this show. It's like an, it's like a big apology letter for inhumans and the crappy ending to luke cage and all of iron Fist's existence so i think that they are doing a really great job i appreciate everything that they're doing i hope that it doesn't fizzle out like uh luke cage does um i pray that there's a satisfactory ending and i look forward to everything that is going to happen but i will say this that i appreciate this show more because it doesn't rely on the other Defender characters, that I can say, because Marvel put out a statement. So that is what I did enjoy so much about it, and that makes its own standalone thing, which I think that makes the show stronger. So I'm really looking forward to that aspect. Yeah, indeed, and I agree with that. Um, the show definitely stands on its own without you know, having to be associated with the defenders you know it's always nice to see crossovers but yeah punisher definitely can stand on its own um and yeah as for my thoughts my summary um you know i really really do enjoy the show love it can't wait to see more of it um and as a punisher fan as well i really like the little subtle things that um you know frank does in the series that are that you know very much does represent the punisher character you know, even like his eating habits, like how, you know, he always uh, eats out, he, he eats tinned food, basically, like, you know, he'll eat that for, for like dinner, or something like that, like that, that seems very Punisher to me. So, you know, I liked the subtle stuff like that as well. Um, yeah, I think it was very well done. Um, although, you know, some parts are a little slow, it's not slow in a bad way. And it's, you know, they, they use the slow moments to flesh out the characters, and, you know, get real deep with them and stuff. So, it's well done. Um, definitely the best Marvel TV show this year, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, that's my final verdict on it. How about you, Mr. Jake James Luger? Overall, I, I think it's good thus far. I, again, I, I agree with everybody else that the, the show could stand on its own, but I definitely do want to see more crossovers. I want the Marvel shows to get to a point where at least kind of like the CW shows, where they'll have that one or two episodes where there'll be a character where they're a big part of like some of the stuff that's going on before going back off to do their own thing while it still relates to like whatever the big overarching narrative is for that season, for that show specifically. I think that we're getting closer to that. 
uh, eventually after this comes out and eventually when Daredevil season three comes out and Jessica Jones season two comes out, we'll probably get to that point where we'll start to see a lot more kind of like cameos or at least, you know, team ups, not so much in a big defenders type of way, but team ups as like, oh, the Punisher and Daredevil team up again or the Punisher and Jessica Jones somehow cross paths or even Danny Rand and, and Luke Cage, you know, heroes for hire at some point, things like that, which I feel like we're working up to because granted the defenders was kind of like a, a mixed uh was it reception because it was cool seeing them all together for the first time but we all had our issues when we talked about it back then when we saw it and you know coming off of the punisher now or at least seeing the stuff of what they're doing now i think that again we're slowly get starting to build up that momentum towards other cool stuff that happens later on afterwards so i like it thus far i'm digging the punisher indeed and how about you mr richard bailey jr yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree with everybody on this panel. Uh, a great show so far. Um, like I said, you know, yeah, we definitely will have to see how the rest of the seven episodes pan out. But I love the uh, physicality and brutal nature of the show. Um, and, and I like the fact that it does feel a lot more realistic uh, in terms of the stuff that happens as well as stuff that can happen to certain characters. So, so far, I, I would say it's a good show. Um, I will say this, you know, I do agree about the cameos. With that said, there were some supporting cameos, uh, but that's that's all I can say. I'm not going to go any further than that. But yeah, I would like love to see other things, you know, see how everything else is handled moving forward. And of course, you know, if they decide to have Punisher, uh, you know, appear in some other shows again, like they did with uh, Daredevil, I'll be fine with that. But yeah, I'm glad that it's able to Yeah, so um, that's pretty much our thoughts on uh, Punisher, the you know Marvel series on Netflix. So definitely look out for the show. And when you guys get to see the show, let us know your thoughts, leave your comments, and we will be back again to you know have a spoiler-filled discussion about the show once it's been released. You know, once we've you know all watched the episodes and everything, uh, we'll be back again to discuss this in full and see where the show stands then, you know, because our, our opinions could change after that. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But um, for now, it's peace out from us, and look out for more content, you know, regarding movies and TV shows very soon. Peace.